Welcome to season three of podcasts. Today's episode, I go into talking about certain aspects of spirituality that I have not heard being discussed very much. So I wanted to kind of discuss in a very off-the-cuff way about my own experience with spiritual awakening and the aspect about being human in regards to also awakening to this other dimension, basically, and how to incorporate being awakened into our humanness um, and kind of my struggle with that. And I kind of talk through it and discover, you know, how I kind of need to shift and what I need to focus on moving forward. I hope this resonates with you and I'm so excited to be back. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to podcast and take 10 of me trying to record this thing because I just made a mistake. Listen up. I just made a mistake. I don't know if it's a mistake though. Actually, I think it's quite genius. I took an edible brownie right before this, actually like a half hour ago. That's why I totally forgot that I took it until I was like, why can't I say anything right now in a way that is making sense to other people besides myself? So I had to stop re-record. I'm like, all right, listen, I'm just going to take a breath, re-record this, let the people know. Listen, I had a brownie. It's all good. It's going to enhance the experience for you, I hope. And um, yeah, today we're talking about spirituality. We are talking about the non-spiritual side of spirituality. Like what, 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 what does that even mean? Well, it's nothing that was brought to my attention when I first began awakening. I started my spiritual journey in Florida of all places. (laughs) I went to Florida for my spiritual awakening. It's, It's true. I didn't go there for it, but because I moved there and it was really weird. I remember moving there and the, the, the next day that I woke up the, the day after I moved to Florida a couple years ago to live with my sister and her baby and, um, all, all that jazz to be an awesome auntie. I woke up the next day and I, w- I had this overwhelming feeling of sadness wash over me, which was really weird because there was a lot of amazing things, including the sunshine. I mean, it was, it was winter in February and in Florida. So it was really nice weather when I knew it was like zero degrees up in New York where I'm originally from. And, um, I also lived in New Hampshire for, about seven or eight years prior to moving to Florida. So I'm used to the Northeast weather in the winter and I had to get away from this horrible winter depression. So I was like, okay, Florida, let's go family. I've talked about this on my other episodes of when my depression led me to spirituality. So I'm just giving you like a little roundup of that so I can get into the actual thesis. (laughs) Do you want to hear my thesis? Um, I do. Okay. So when I was in Florida originally, like I had this like horrible, like sadness come over me, but I ended up like, I'm really good at, at kind of letting life distract me. And I think that's kind of something that, that was the, the, 
the long time, the long term pandemic for this country before the COVID, the, <laughs> before the COVID hit, um, it was the fact that people just kind of are distracted and they distract themselves from what's really going on in them in themselves. And that's what I did for years leading up and leading to my spiritual awakening. So when I first got there, it was just like this depressive feeling. And I just kind of was like, okay, job. All right, cool. I'm happy. Like it gives you these little moments, these little um, kind of like insignificant feelings of happiness, but it almost allows you to brush under the rug like that that underlying depression or that underlying sadness that you're having when you have these little things happen in life like my niece being born I mean come on like that's amazing getting a job um literally feeling like I was living on vacation every day even though I was working at a restaurant the restaurant was on the beach and it felt luxurious being there except for when it was disgustingly hot and then we had to start wearing masks but whatever that's like a long time long time down the road it just it was pretty much like living in paradise and yet i i just had this underlying feeling of something off something is off you know so eventually um my sister left florida and i had to move in with my dad into this tiny little apartment and that's that's when i had my awakening is when I I don't know, like nothing in particular triggered it, but it's kind of like a panic attack where like nothing necessarily has to trigger a panic attack, but it's what's been going on internally for so long in the subconscious mind and in your body that you're not even aware of how fucking anxious you are or, you know, how much accumulation of crap that you're you're pulling in. You're not even aware of it until... It, it reaches its peak, which just is f- the feeling of needing to explode. And that's what happened when I, um, when my depression came to its head, basically, when it came to a point where suddenly I woke up and I just couldn't stop crying. And I was like, whoa, it was almost like my soul was, gosh, I feel like it could make me emotional even just thinking about it. But my soul felt like it was crying out for help. Because it wasn't my mind that was consciously like everything is wrong. It felt like a deeper part of me that was misaligned that just was crying out for help. And it was it was so intense that I had to listen. Otherwise, like I I I I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was basically paralyzed by this emotion that came over me. And typically, you know, emotions come from thoughts, which is true, but when your thoughts are so um, uh, subconscious and they're un- unconscious, basically, you, you don't even, you're not even grasping what you're thinking for years and years, maybe in the back of your head, just not allowing yourself or, or giving yourself permission to do the things that you really want to do or go after a certain career that you've always wanted to do or or even just like do this artistic adventure that you've been dreaming about you haven't been allowing it and and if you haven't been allowing that that's telling your subconscious mind things like you're not worthy or um, i'm not ready or or anything like that where your mind is being shaped every day and it's it, a lot of it is over time so that's why 
panic like like I said it's just like a panic attack it'll come out of nowhere because your body has been kind of processing all of the stuff that you're not you're not consciously aware of like I think we put so much focus on the conscious mind that we forget it's not a that that's not what runs our lives that's not what runs our lives our our we can easily like right now my stream of consciousness right now as I'm talking to you it's coming from everything that I've accumulated in the past of all the knowledge and and all of the things that I've stored in my subconscious mind, I right now I'm consciously pulling things out of my subconscious mind to speak to you. And typically when we are in our heads or say, you know, I know I lived with myself for five years. So half the time I'm not speaking out loud, but I'm speaking to myself. Like, what are you doing when you're driving or listening to music? There's thoughts that are coming through. It's just interesting to think about. <laughs> Your thoughts are interesting to think about when you think about the thoughts that you think about. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so awareness, awareness, awareness. That is always, always, always like if I always am like, okay, if you were to ask me, not that anyone asks me, but if you were to ask me, what's the first step to change your life? What's the first step to awaken spiritually? What's the first step to lose weight? What's the first step to start painting? What's the, I don't know, I'm, now I'm going, I just looked at a painting. So, but usually like in my life coaching and everything, um, the first step that I teach is awareness. And it's actually not just the first step. It's, it's kind of, okay, it's kind of like, how do I explain this? I'm visualizing this. So it's like you have to, with every single step of up-leveling your life and every single step of moving through your day, moving through your life and moving towards a goal, there's going to be different peaks that you reach and different points, little mini goals that you reach, mini points. And at every single point, we need to pull back the awareness. It's not just the first step. Yes, we need to have awareness to understand where we want to pivot and change and grow, but we have to continuously have awareness. It's not just a one-time light bulb on. Our awareness is going to change as we continuously shift our focus. So as we shift our focus, we need to also shift our awareness. You know what I mean? It's like having all these different moving parts and allowing them to move together versus one part of you kind of up-leveling and then leaving a bunch of other stuff, uh, certain things in the dust. For example, just um, certain aspects that, you know, a habit of yours that you really want to get rid of or a habit that you really want to start. You know, it's little, the little, littlest things in life. And I always looked for the big answers. I always did. I always looked for the big answers as like, okay, I need to know this one thing that I know is going to change my life. I know that I'm like missing something and it's going to change my life once I know it or once it falls from the sky or once I meet this person or whatever. I always wanted it to be this thing outside of myself because that allows me to not have the responsibility of actually going after the things I wanted or discovering myself like fully discovering myself fully because that could be scary. That's scary to understand yourself because I mean, it can be, especially at first when you're starting to uncover the layers of who you truly are and you're like, holy shit, wait, I didn't know who I was. That doesn't really feel good. If you feel like you've been living a life of like lies, I mean, it sounds extreme, but it's kind of true. 
when you really haven't understood yourself and you've been living in a way to please yourself, but it's a version of you that's not actually you, that's crazy. I mean, that's like, that's, that's not living. That's not living, period. I mean, regardless of labels, that's just not living because that's, that's like living in another little virtual reality of this of of an of a different idea of a person not not who you are fully and the messages that i've been receiving so much lately from people and just like divine downloads just things that come through me is that like we have to be ourselves so much to the point where people probably should look i like it, it's kind of, it would be weird if every single person liked you and really agreed with you on everything that you say. If you are authentically yourself, there will 100% be somebody that does not agree or doesn't like you. And that's okay. Like, we just have to accept that. I mean, we just have to accept that. And the radical self acceptance is absolutely key in living a happy life because you cannot truly be happy. I mean, you can try to convince yourself that you're happy, trying to be someone else, trying to do things for this version of yourself that you know that you really aren't deep down or that you don't connect to deep down with. This version of yourself, it's kind of like this uh, simulation of yourself that you're projecting onto yourself and to other people. Like, uh, this is who I am. This is who I am. Let me show you. Like, I, I'm, I need to convince myself and other people that this is who I am. But there's no convincing. It's kind of like when you find the right person. There's no convincing. You don't have to convince yourself it's the right person. You just know. You just know. And, and, when we, and we can't find the right people if we're not really being our fully authentic selves. And that's so cliche, but it makes sense, right? It, it makes total sense when you really digest that information and totally embody it versus just like yeah yeah, yeah I know you got to be yourself and blah, blah, blah. love yourself and then other people will love you yeah it's it's so true like all of the cliches are are out there for a reason it's because they've been said so many times from so many important people and then it's just regurgitated like it's 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 kind of like yeah 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 we all know that but you don't really know it you don't really know it until you experience it. And then you have the wisdom of that truth behind you. Then you really can actually speak on that by living through it. You know, it's one thing to read it in a book. It's another thing to do it. It's like James Wedmore. I love James Wedmore. He's my business guy. Uh, you can find him on Instagram. He, um, all right. Uh, what, did I, what was I just about to say? And I'm not editing this podcast. <laughs> um, gosh darn it. James Wedmore, what did he say? I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. He just says, what was I talking about? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen back and, and remember. Um, okay, maybe it'll, maybe it'll come through. I, I bet it will. So anyways, um, I, I want to go back. I want to go back to talking about spirituality. I know I kind of went off a little bit there. And the part about spirituality that many people do not speak on is the human aspect of it. The human aspect of being spiritual. And it's really interesting to break this down. It's really interesting because as humans, 
I know for me, when I had my awakening in Florida, when I was living with my dad and just kind of had this overwhelming feeling come through me, when I had my awakening, it was just like, it kind of was like I cleaned out the old. Um, it was almost like my subconscious mind and, and even like certain cells in my body even had to just die (laughs) to make room for all of the knowledge that I continuously take in ever since that day. Since that day, I don't remember that day. I remember that time because it was a a time period that I, I went through this awakening and it was definitely the dark night of the soul definitely the dark night of the soul. Um, If you are interested, I can always do an episode on that because that's really important to understand, especially if you are going through that right now or you haven't gone through it or you will go through it and you'll understand more. It doesn't have to be as dark and as scary, um, but going through the dark night of the soul has launched me into the spiritual awakening where I understand so much more than I ever did before but this is the kicker here this is the part this is this is my thesis (laughs) the part where we have to still be human after awakening and I know that sounds like okay obviously we're gonna like but let me just let me just talk through this here so when you awaken in it this awakening might not be like me a dark night of the soul and then kind of just like having this really bad depression launch me into um, my spiritual my spirituality my spiritual life now and it's been really gradual i've gotten more and more spiritual as in and what i mean by spiritual is connected to source energy which is connecting to the truth of who i am so for me spirituality is is the truth connector it's being connected to the ultimate truth which is beyond the 3d world because everything that we see for a lot of people is the truth but my truth is beyond what we can see with our eyes Uh, but i truly believe we can start to really see very clearly when we close our eyes and this is spirituality to me and I did a post on Instagram today about what it means for me to be spiritual. So follow me on Instagram if you're not already. It's just at Cassie DeSaro. And it's basically, it's kind of everything. Like being spiritual for me is um, having a, mostly it's having an awareness. It's having that open awareness of all. It's understanding that we are all connected. We are all one. It's understanding how my mind works. It's understanding my body. It's understanding that I am divine. It's understanding that we are all divine. It's it's um, my kundalini practice and having just like a way to channel this sacred energy. It's cherishing the little moments and understanding how important the little moments are. Understanding our lives and how important yet insignificant they are and I don't want to I don't mean that I'm just saying like I'm saying it insignificant in a way that should feel relieving because a lot of times we're caught up in this idea that our lives are like it's like this life and death 
like decision all the time and it's it's like oh my god the world's gonna end if I don't make the right decision it's like okay listen you're important you really are every single person on this planet and that exists is existing for a reason but you gotta just laugh a little you gotta have fun and you gotta just like not take things so seriously I also posted about that today because I'm so I'm like really sick of it and it's not even it's interesting sorry squeaky couch it's interesting that this this message has been coming up a lot for me too lately that people are not having enough fun and that's that's kind of what I'm trying to say here with this whole spiritual awakening is it's like suddenly very a very serious journey connecting to the divine having a very serious practice and being very sacred and holy and no fuck that like fuck that i'm i i am now coming to the understanding it's interesting because i have deeper levels of awakening at this point and i'm understanding how i got a little too serious at some point during my awakening of like having to learn every day it, it i mean I still want to learn every day. That's like not anything I ever want to let go of, but just being a study of myself and in hardcore spending my time just being aware of my life instead of actually living it. Does that make sense? So when I awakened, I understood that there's so much to be learned and I, and I have so much to learn about myself and how I function and my human design and my, you know, my aspects of myself that need some strengthening. And for a long time, I mean, like a solid year after that, I was, I was like studying myself every day and in, in the world and like psychology. And that's a beautiful thing. But I'm at the point now where I'm pulling back from it in a in a in an energetic way i'm still kind of doing the same stuff but i'm not my energy isn't so much so i need more information it's i need to actually exist and like be you know like i just need to be like i just need to live my life and instead of living it it was like living it for and I was talking to this um to my client Freya about this she um she's my friend and my client she we were talking about this just yesterday wait today's Tuesday just yesterday we were discussing this about how it's so easy to get caught up in that that self-study when you want to better yourself you you're kind of like in it and you just you don't ever pop your head out to be like, oh, let me smell the, f- the smell of these flowers instead of just like taking a picture of them. So, you know, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of being in it. It's being in life while also witnessing yourself in life. And when I became spiritual, I totally took the perspective of of the witnesser of just witnessing and that's my also that's also speaking of human design my human design is a projector and that's what I do is I 
basically take in information and share the um, lessons that I've learned. So it makes sense even in my human design that I'm a projector and that this is what I do with my time is I, I spend my time learning new things and then filtering out the crap for for the people, for my people, for the people that want to listen to me. And it's good to do that. You know, it's good to to discern and to take in a lot of information. I mean, we always are taking in a lot of information. It's not good to do that at all times because that can just destroy the mind. So knowing how to filter yourself, you know, is always very important. But when it comes to staying connected to the humanness of your life, as in who you are, like me, Cassie, again, saying my name, Cassie, it just sounds so weird. Say your name. I don't know. Like (laughs) there's something about your name that does something. This might be the brownie talking, but I don't think it is because when Joe and I first started dating, we would be like, babe, baby. When we, when we like officially became boyfriend, girlfriend, we got to know each other more, blah, blah, blah. And I know a lot of other couples do this. They call each other babe and baby. And I was like, one day I said to Joe, I was like, could you call me Cassie? <laughs> I was like, that was, like, we don't even call, I'm going to call you Joe. You call me Cassie. Like, We've completely stopped calling each other our names. It's like, babe, baby. And it's kind of like a projection of like, I don't know, you wanting to, of the idea of the relationship in your head. I don't know. I don't know. That's just um, a different thought process over there. But say your name to yourself. Like, I, Cassie. I'm going to say it like, Cassie, I, Cassie, am proud of myself. I, Cassie, understand that spirituality is fucking awesome, but it doesn't have to take over my humanness. Okay, love, Cassie. Just, I don't know, saying your, saying my, it's just the weird, I don't know why I'm like on this weird name tangent right now, but it means something. It really does. I mean, that's like a part of our identity and we are, we are not our name. Like that's not who we really, really are deep down. We're just this, we're not just, we are this beautiful radiant soul. And, uh, I don't know. There's so much to explore with, with that, but we don't want to explore so far out that we forget to come back down to earth. And this is what I forgot during my journey is I forgot to come back down to earth. I forgot to keep my roots down here. I Well, and I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that I needed to. It was kind of like awakening to me was understanding this new, um, that there's so much out there and that I'm not what I thought I was that I kind of didn't matter. Like me as Cassie, human Cassie didn't matter so much because like there's so much out there and so much to explore. So I kind of left myself in the dust, even though I was helping myself and understanding more like on a soul level, really, I truly believe I've I've been learning on a soul level because it's a consciousness that my consciousness is expanding. It's not, I'm learning facts. It's 
it's understandings and it's wisdoms and it's teachings and it's like (sighs) ideas that go beyond facts and that it's not that I, you know, that's not saying I know there's a whole thing about science right now. If you're not, you know, science is true. You need to listen to science and facts. And I totally believe that. Yeah. Like I'm all for facts about, you know, making decisions for my body and my health according to facts. But the fact of the matter is hardcore facts are not exactly easy to come by especially when it comes to science, because typically these studies are continuously going on. And there's a lot of times things that are are proved and then disproved. So half the time you can find something. I'm thinking like Big Bang Theory. I watch, I love that show. And, you know, you have this theory that finally it's, um, you, you prove this theory and that's amazing, right? And that's science. But then someone disproves it. And that's also science. So what I'm saying is facts are not necessarily the way I like to like base my life off of. Because that's just, that's like kind of trying to live in a black and white way. And life is definitely not black and white. There's a lot of different colors. There's a lot of gray area. And there's always... I'm always discovering new things about myself and then disproving them the next day. So I'm the scientist of my own life. Um, but again, that's kind of the idea here that I that I really wanted to talk about was I don't just want to be the scientist of my own life. I don't just want to dissect why I'm thinking a certain way, how I've thought in the past, how I've done this, why I've done that. It's actually more of focusing on the feelings and of the experiences and the emotions. Um, That is important to incorporate because you can't be truly experiencing an authentic life if you're just trying to dissect it. If I know right now in this moment that I'm I'm kind of like, I have a metaphorical um, magnifying glass above my head with like a big giant version of myself looking down at me dissecting myself if I know that that's happening how am I really living authentically right now am I making choices because I know like and that there's a balance you know this is (laughs) does anyone else struggle with this because there's a there's has to be a balance it's a really good thing to be self-aware I mean it, it it almost triggers me and that's very telling when so, when I come across people that are not self-aware at all, when they don't understand how they're affecting other people, because I'm hyper aware of it in myself. I am so hyper aware of how I'm affecting other people. When I see other people completely unaware, or I guess maybe it's just um, not interested or does, don't, they don't care. Maybe that bothers me too. Um, that could be the reason as well. It's just, it's mind-blowing for me because I have spent so long trying so hard to be so aware that I think I've gotten to a little bit of a far end of the spectrum where I need to pull it back. And that's, that's my message here is like, it's so important to have the awareness because you can't have anything without awareness. You have to have awareness. But then if your life becomes being aware and like watching yourself and having that magnifying glass 
above you at all times, you are not actually living life as you would otherwise, you know, free, (laughs) basically. So what I am promising right now to myself as I talk with you through this is I'm promising to really work on being present in the moment and being less aware of how I'm trying to be. <laughs> I'll keep it simple. I'm going to be and, and that's where being present comes into play. I mean, how many times do we hear this? Be present. Again, another cliche that we hear all the time, be present. But look at that. That's what that's what this whole podcast really is about. This episode is about being present. Because when we are present, that's the only time you can actually experience laughter and joy. You can't be present and also be focusing on how you're fucking up. You can't be present and be focusing on guilty times that you've had, uh, on guilt, on something that you did in the past or that you hopefully won't do in the future. Like being present is, that's the key. That's the key to life. That's the key to spirituality, you know? And for me, spirituality before was escaping the present reality and escaping and kind of being like, no, I don't need to be here because I'm more than just this human body. So I don't need to be here. And I'm now realizing on a deeper level that I need to be here and I need to be present in order to actually experience the divine in order to actually experience spirituality and I know I've been having a hard time connecting with my guides and my spirit squad if you will and I know it's because they want me to be more human and that just made me feel kind of emotional and I know that's a really good sign from my guides actually because I'm honoring the human in me and we we can't just be 50% of ourselves, which is, you know, that spiritual, divine, inner knowing. We also are three-dimensional beings. And we function in a world with other three-dimensional beings and other 3D objects and things that we have to interact with. We can't stay up in space and expect to be really nice to the cashier that's helping you out. It's important to embody spirituality as a human. Embodying spirituality as a human, not just as a spiritual leader or as a guide or as a thought leader or as a coach or as a light worker. It's not just being a light worker. It's also being human. It's enjoying the little, stupid, silly, fun, exciting, ridiculous moments that planet Earth has to offer us that, that maybe doesn't exist anywhere else. We don't, we don't really know. All we know is what we have right now in front of our faces, and it's a luxury like to be here. We need to take it in. 
like it's the luxury that it is and we have to remind ourselves of that every day that this is a luxury we we are in luxury by living on planet earth period we get to have these five senses or more i don't know five six seven senses whatever I know a lot of people have more um, abilities, capabilities, psychic abilities and things, and that's really cool. You know, we have dreams. We get to dream every night and and explore this other part of our brains, like in our reality, and explore this other part of, who knows, dimensions and the universe. Who knows what happens when our, when when we sleep, what actually is happening. We We can't really prove any of it of what's happening with our souls with I mean that'll be another episode but I'm just let's I mean I I just love feeling so gracious and grateful for our human for the clothes that we get to wear and how we express ourselves with makeup and our hair colors and piercings and tattoos Shaving our legs, not shaving our legs. Buying plants to decorate the house. Kissing. Having sex. Orgasming. That's something humans do. And that's pretty nice, right? Like, these are the things that is not necessarily separate from being spiritual. But we need to bring the spirituality into every aspect of our human beingness. That's what I think, you know, like these stones alone that I'm looking at, these gemstones, they're not spiritual, but I'm bringing the spirituality into them. And I always have like those, those are like obvious things. Those are like emblems that you have in your house, you know, like gemstones. That's a spiritual thing, but everything is spiritual. It's all divine. It doesn't have to be a gemstone. It doesn't have to be, you know, anything that's labeled sacred or divine because it all is it doesn't matter what it's labeled or what it looks like if it is it is it is divine we all are is what (laughs) we all are is we all are is i don't know if that makes sense i don't know if that makes sense we all are is but I think I should kind of end on that note with just really taking a moment right now. If you are with me still, just take a moment and close your eyes and and feel your heartbeat and your skin, like grace your skin over with your fingers. Feel the hair on your head or the earrings in your ears or wiggle your toes. Grab a pen and make a smiley face. These are all things that you can do because you are human. And we should not ever take that for granted. And I don't like to should on anyone. But we cannot take that for granted. And that's my message for you today. is to be present with yourself as a human. Be spiritual. But bring your spirituality into your humanness. And I'm going to listen to this back. Because this is actually a message that I need to hear right now as I'm working through it and I hope it resonated with you please tag me on Instagram 
or you can post about this podcast episode on Facebook if it resonated, if you really have anything to say to me about it, you can also leave a review. That would be helpful. You can send me a message. I'm really interested in hearing your experience with becoming spiritual, any hiccups that you've had, just like I have. And I will catch you next time on podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.